You're hosting a watch party. The key to that is watch. Oh, yeah, but I would I mean, like to be watching. When the you game. host a watch party, how many people are actually watching? Well, that's the fifty percent, right? At best, fifty percent. Don't sidle up next to me then at the party and be like, "So, how's the kids?" Well, <laughs> nope, yeah, not yeah. right now. Well, See, kids, that's kids are in third and five right now. Right. I gotta pay attention. <laughs> that's, right? that's what I'm <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 612 this Friday morning, I got new information on the collision of multiple major events that will run concurrently <laughs> Don't say on the collision. They are colliding. The events are colliding. The collaboration is a better word. Uh, we hope so. Uh, it's right on the heels of the Republican National Convention. It's going to be a huge. The RNC is going to be a huge lift for Milwaukee and all of Southeast sure. Wisconsin. Yeah. Not just the week that it's in town, but the run up to it. Yes. And then right after. Hartley Davidson announced this week. It's now annual homecoming event. Will be July 25th through the 28th. That's a Thursday through Sunday, right yeah. after the RNC. Big build, up, build out that huge concert stage right at Veterans Park, and run all that stuff on the lakefront. Temporary infrastructure for the headlining acts: Red Hot Chili Peppers, tons of other musical acts, all at Veterans Park. Also that weekend, previously announced, the Milwaukee Air and Water Show, July 27th and 28th. It's all happening on the lakefront. And I don't raise the issue because I don't think we can do it or that I'm anti-Milwaukee. Like, Air Show is one of my favorite events. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. And Harley-Davidson is an amazing event as well. So I want them to be successful. It's a lot of people to put in a roughly, what, three and a half mile stretch of lakefront property. So you're concerned about bandwidth. Yeah. Can the city handle that many people all at once? Right. And can it be a good experience for everybody who wants to do one or both of these events if they're happening at the same time. It's at least 100000 a day for the air show. I've seen estimates as high as two hundred. That Ooh. seems high to me. TMJ4 News printed that uh, a couple of years ago. It was like, well, 200000 per day or four hundred for the weekend. Okay. Even if you go on the low end of 100000 fine. That's a lot of people. And then you look at Harley-Davidson. They say last year for their homecoming event, the specifically the concerts at Veterans Park, it was eighty thousand for the weekend. So that's about forty thousand per event or sure. per event yeah, day. Yeah. So it's a lot of people to squeeze in down there. And the gates open at Veterans Park for the Harley Davidson thing on Friday, that Friday, and more importantly Saturday as well at two p.m. The air show on Saturday typically would go till about 4 p.m. The headlining act this year, it's the Air Force Thunderbirds. That starts at 3 o'clock. So you're going to have 100,000 people down there already, at least, who will be leaving around 4 o'clock at the same time yeah. that thousands more are trying to get to this other venue. So I raised the question of, are we are we prepared for this? And I actually raised the question, of, do we even know? Like, did... <laughs> Yeah, did, did those they guys actually talk, talk to, to each, each other? other? Right, right. Okay, so... So my reason for optimism this morning, I talked with Paul Rogers, who's the founder and president of the Milwaukee oh, yeah. Air and Water Show yesterday. You know, uh, Paul. Had, had a good conversation mm-hmm. with Paul. He's like, no, oh, we're good. <laughs> like, hey, it's Paul, fine. It's fine, Vince. It's, it's the same weekend. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, I've been talking to Harley Davidson. They've been talking to me. Oh, okay. We've been talking to the Parks Department. Like... No one, at least publicly, is concerned about this. Okay. Well, great. So at least that answers the one question of, you know, has the hand been talking to the foot? And apparently it has been. You know what they should do? 
they should have a Harley rider drive off some big plane and then parachute down carrying the Harley bike and then landing and then driving and help kicking off that event. So That's he, what I like about you, Eric. You're an ideas guy. Parachutes with the bike? Yes. Oh, I see. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Debbie. Or maybe you send the bike out on a parachute, and then he intercepts the bike. That's even the, better. And lands Great. on the Good. bike. Right, because, you know, red hot chili <laughs> uh, peppers yep. and, you know, F-16s buzzing around, that's not enough? No. We, we, gotta, need, to yes, enhance, we, enhance we need to enhance this. the yes. attraction. We're on Great. top of this. I, I am in touch with the Parks Department as well, trying to get someone to come on the show and talk about you know, what is their level of coordination and how are they going to pull it off. But right now, reason for optimism that we can handle Good. it all. All right. 616, Brandon Snyder, Sports, next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It's wheels up in Green Bay today as the Packers are set to head out to California ahead of their Saturday night showdown against the 49ers. A task quarterback Jordan Love knows won't be an easy one. You know, it's a great challenge for us. They're a really good defense. Um, they got a really good offense as well. So they're, they're a great team all around. Um, so we, we definitely got a great challenge ahead of us, and we're, we look forward to it. Love and the offense will face off against one of the league's best defenses come Saturday. But after winning four straight must-win games, the confidence in the locker room is beginning to grow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think every week we've been getting better and better. Um, and in terms of just execution, I think we're, we're executing better and better every week. So, um, you know, I think we've um, been putting better performances out there, and I think there's, there's still more out there for us. The Packers will look to reverse a losing playoff trend against San Fran. Green Bay is 0-4 against the Niners in their last four, four playoff games. Something running back Aaron Jones has taken notice of and discussed it following the team's practice on Thursday. I'd say it's kind of a historic rivalry, you know. Uh, um, they're they're a great organization as as we are, um, you know. And lately they've had a little bit more success in the playoffs uh, than we have, and we've ran into them a couple times. But you know, it's it's not about the past; it's about the future and what we're about to do right now. So uh, I'm, I look forward to the opportunity going out there and playing and. Uh, you know, rewriting this. The Packers did hold practice on Thursday. Cornerback Jair Alexander, running back A.J. Dillon, and linebacker Isaiah McDuffie all questionable ahead of tomorrow night's game. Punter Daniel Whelan also a surprise on the injury report. He is questionable with an illness. That's the bad news, the good news. Receiver Christian Watson, who played last week in that win over Dallas, has been completely removed from the injury report. Hey, you only need the punter if you need the punter, you know what I mean? Let's hope we don't need him. <laughs> no, Let's we, hope we don't need him. We need him. Kickoff set for 7-15 on Saturday night. Green Bay game day coverage will get rolling right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. And real quick, lastly, over to College Hoops. The UWM Panthers' two-game win streak coming to an abrupt end on Thursday as they fall to Northern Kentucky on the road. This one by a final of 90-72. to Got an update on the ugly road situation right now with Debbie coming up in just a minute. Packers play this weekend or no? Yeah, right. (laughs) One more sleep. One more sleep. Saturday night marks the 10th postseason meeting between the Packers and 49ers, most between any two teams in NFL playoff history. WTMJ's Greg Matzik takes a trip back to the last time the Packers won in the Bay Area in the playoffs as a near double-digit underdog. Of the nine postseason contests played between the Packers and Niners, only three games have been decided by single digits. He caught it! 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 He 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried hard to forget about that call, the 1998 NFC wildcard game in which Steve Young found Terrell Owens in the end zone for a 25-yard touchdown pass with eight seconds left. On to a more pleasing memory. spectacular day in a sellout crowd at Three Comp Park in San Francisco, although most people still prefer to call it Candlestick Park. It's the NFC Divisional Playoff between the upset-minded Green Bay Packers and the defending world champions, the San Francisco 49ers. January 6, 1996, the Packers, despite finishing the season with a record of 11-5, were nine-and-a-half-point underdogs facing the defending Super Bowl champion Niners. It was thought the Packers would need to play mistake-free football in order to advance to the NFC Championship game. Well, that all went out the window in the first quarter. And the kick is blocked. Getting a hand on it was Tim McDonald. Chris Jackie's 44-yard field goal attempt was blocked, setting the Niners up at the 34-yard line. Two plays later, the Packers were in the end zone. First down from the 34. Swing pass to Adam Walker, and it is ruled a fumble that is picked up. The Niners' next possession, three and out. The Packers' next possession, touchdown. First and goal on the three, and a play fake. The pressure and the pass, touchdown to Keith Jackson. And the Packers have totally taken this game away early from the 49ers. Another empty trip for the Niners, another touchdown for the Packers. Play fake, the tie, touchdown, Mark Samura. So the two tight ends have caught two touchdown passes today. Keith Jackson and Mark Shimura and the Green Bay Packers on a tremendous roll. Less than five minutes into the second quarter, the Packers held a commanding 21-0 lead over the defending champions. The Packers were more physical, dominating the line of scrimmage and putting the ball back in the hands of their offense. The Packers are slamming the 49ers every which way. A Packers field goal in the third made it 24-10, entering the fourth. Another Chris Jackie field goal, and it was 27-10 Packers. Well, the Niners would add another touchdown in the fourth quarter and amazingly recover the subsequent onside kick. But Steve Young's final pass in desperation time was a microcosm of his day. Fourth down and ten, and going deep into a crowd, and Craig Newsom picks it off for a Packer interception, and their fourth turnover of the game. The Packers defied the odds and shocked the Niners on their home field, ending their chances of a championship repeat with a 27-17 wire-to-wire win. And a triumphant return for Mike Holmgren. Final score, the Packers 27, the 49ers 17. One of six playoff games between the Packers and Niners to be decided by 10 points or more. Will Saturday's game be a nail-biter? History would suggest the contrary. Man, one of my favorite games. That was the We were just talking about that with Tausch. That was the Packers yep, coming out yep. party in mm-hmm. the postseason of like, hey, we can go out on the West Coast and punch these guys in the mouth, and they didn't know what hit them. Time for another coming out party tomorrow. I like it. Packers fly out today for San Francisco or the Bay Area, more appropriately. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 6.55. Madonna is getting sued for her tardiness. I know you'll appreciate this one. I do appreciate it. Fans expressing themselves. Tell me what time the show is. 
Uh, so she's always so late to get to the stage. The suit filed in New York accuses Madonna of false advertising and negligent misrepresentation because she didn't get into the groove at her shows at the Barclays Center last month until after 10.30 p.m. Oh. Show was supposed to start at 8.30, so more than two hours late. This isn't the first time Madonna's been sued for starting her shows late. In 2019, a lawsuit alleged that it was a breach of contract. So they filed a lawsuit, some saying, hey, got to work the next day. Come on, let's yeah. get this thing going at 8.30. Prince at Summerfest was like, it was the most egregious example I've personally experienced. And ultimately, worth the wait, sure. yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. But like, right, that was... I don't know what they say, 7.30 show, whatever. I don't think he took the stage till 9, 9.30, which, again, fine. But my issue with this, tell me what time you want to perform. You're the artist. Yeah, because then you can go do whatever you want before then. If you want to do a 10.30 show? That's your right. Do a 10.30 show. Yeah. I'll show up at 10 o'clock and we're good. <laughs> tell me what time you want yes. to perform. 20 minutes before 7 o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News. So I got people sending me all sorts of information on compressor tire pumps. Oh, good! That you can get for the home. Yeah, that's... a lot of folks advocating for the battery power. <laughs> yep. Because yep, I keep your tires. Detail my full. trials trying to find a spot in a line somewhere at an area gas station to fill up my tires. Hey, with this warm up coming, the next thing you got to worry about is making sure the arborvitas don't have any snow on them, the the shrubs outside, and the roof. Man, get some of that snow off. You're your a roof, roof rake guy. I'm a, oh God, Big I love, advocate, yes, huh? I'm a huge advocate for the roof work. Just did it the other day. In fact, I I would guess that I probably pulled like 800 pounds of snow <laughs> off my roof. Which if that's all you did is still probably a good thing. Yeah, right. right I would I think so. Um, actually, Light so load. Chuck at Tri-County Contracting, our partners over at Tri-County Contracting, I asked him about it and he said, all you need is two feet. Two feet, you know, before the gutter line to create a channel there. Because I used to pull... As much as I possibly could, and I felt like I was damaging the roof a little bit. But he said, just give yourself a two-foot like berm there from the gutter up to the snow. Okay, so that the melting has some Yeah, so then to there's go. a channel, so then it works. So I did. I took a picture of it, and I sent him. I'm like, okay, is this what you're saying? You ran it by Chuck? Yeah, and he said, yep, that's good. And I, I, I thought he'd tell me to do a little bit more, but he goes, no, that'll work. So I, I did post that picture on Twitter if you want to see what he says is some good roof raking. Okay. It's on uh, Eric Bilstead, WGTM. What does that set you back, roof rake? Oh, I don't know, twenty bucks, okay. maybe a little bit more. You, you'd probably, I would, I would encourage a better one because they can be pretty flimsy and bust and different things. Mine, mine's pretty sturdy and strong, and I use it every year. Can you get up to the second story? Because I got, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it gets pretty long. I, if I got my step stool out, I bet I could clip the first foot of the second okay. story, which apparently, according to Chuck, is all you need. Yeah, to do. yeah. So I probably where's yeah. that picture? I get yeah. I, it's, we'll on my, it's on, on Twitter, the Twitter. On X. Yeah, you can it's see Eric really Bill good said WTMJ. Yeah, it's good. Good little roof breaking going on there. Six forty six. Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers will head out to California today ahead of their Saturday night divisional round matchup with the Niners. According to head coach Matt LaFleur, Jair Alexander and A.J. Dillon remain questionable for that game. Kickoff slated for Saturday night at 7.15. The 11th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers will look to avenge their road loss from earlier this week against Penn State as they get set to tip off tonight against Indiana in Madison. That tip-off is set for 7.30. And lastly, Northern Kentucky defeating UWM on Thursday night. This one by a final score of 90-72. to The loss now drops the Panthers to 9-9 on their season. It's time for Extra Points. 
a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just two wins away from getting to Las Vegas to play in Super Bowl 58. Kind of wild when you say those words out loud, given the type of up-and-down season this team has had. But nonetheless, if Green Bay can do something they haven't been able to do in years, and that's beat the Niners in a playoff setting, they'll be one step closer to doing the unimaginable. It's a tall task, no doubt about it, but I believe the Packers can pull it off, and since, well, it worked last week, here are my three reasons why the Packers will beat the Niners. Number one, Jordan Love, need I say more. Since week 11, the former first-rounder has tossed, listen to this, 21 touchdowns to just one interception, both good enough for best in the NFL. Despite what some think, he's the hottest, best quarterback currently playing in the playoffs right now and a major reason why this team is at where they're at. Number two, the defense. Shocking, I know, but the defense has played really, really well over the past month or so and will get to the Niners quarterback Brock Purdy to make him feel uncomfortable. In three games where Purdy has thrown two or more interceptions, the Niners have lost all three of those games. The pack will be on the hunt, and they will get Purdy to turn the ball over. And lastly, number three, Aaron Jones. Just like Jordan Love, has there been a better running back in the league over the last month or so? I'll answer it for you. Absolutely not. Since week 16, Jones is averaging 119 yards per game, playing some of the best ball of his, not only the year, but of his career, and has been a major reason why this offense has taken flight. It may not be as easy and relaxing as last week's win in Dallas was, but the Packers will somehow, someway, find a way to do what they have been doing all season long, and that's continued to prove everyone wrong. The bottom line, you don't have to be the better team all season long. You just have to be the better team for one game. And on Saturday, the Pack will do just that. Six fifty-four, Wisconsin's morning news. We bring in ESPN Wisconsin's Gabe Neitzel. As we look ahead to tomorrow night's Packers game, favorite Packers playoff win over the Niners? Oh, 95. Not even close. Like we and and we've been talking about that amongst other things so, with Mark Schmerer. route to Super Bowl thirty one. Well, the, no, so that was nineteen ninety five. Was that was at um, San Fran? At San Fran. Okay, yep. They were also nine and a half point dogs. So ninety four season ninety five. No ninety five ninety five season. So it was January of ninety six. So Packers. That was, that was the big one then, right? Was that the? Yeah, the, dude, you're off here. No, I'm not. No, come on. I no. promise you. I promise you. I'm not. <laughs> come on, no, I, this is I, me. I will no, they, you won the, they won the Super Bowl in we technically ninety seven. Yes. Ninety six. Right, right, right. So yeah. Ni- yes. Yeah. Real so, good then. Yeah. <laughs> that I'll, run, stand, I'll stand down. This was this was the year where Yancey Thigpen dropped the ball in the end zone in the last game of the regular season to win the division. So they get Atlanta at home, then they have to go to San Francisco. And, and, and at that point, everybody was the Niners and Cowboys in, yes. in the early to mid-90s. Like, Niners and Cowboys, pencil it in. Those two teams are playing in the NFC Championship game. Those teams had won the previous three Super Bowls. They were dominant. And, you know, there was a little bit of a homecoming story with uh, Holmgren going back to San Fran. And, you know... They get a fumble right away. Newsom scoops, scores, scores a tie. I mean, they jump up like twenty-one nothing, despite being nine and a half point underdogs. And that was the game. And getting to do it in a revisionist history now, like I remember that game as a kid very vividly. Yes. But now working with Chewy, who was obviously a part of that team, and that was kind of the game that gave them confidence going forward. Yes. Um. And and I think that's kind of the game that sprung them to the following season, winning the Super Bowl. So, I got to ask you. So we have conflicts. Because it's a Saturday night game, I, I got to coach indoor soccer at nine p.m. He's got which a, is a, 
automatic cancel, don't you think? Saturday? <laughs> There's you only so many anyway. fields. I think you should start coughing into the mic. <coughs> oh, I think I feel something coming on. You do not look well. Vitrano, Vitrano's got a big uh, volunteer We're hosting thing. the cheer championship yep. in Greendale. That's a 6.30 a.m. to till we're done p.m. And we're getting texts from uh, from other parents who's got different things. Or someone's going to the Napoleon Dynamite show downtown. Somebody's got a tomorrow. wedding. The yeah. Napo- Napoleon Dynamite show? There's this is a the big, first time yeah, they're in this. town. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I love that movie. Josh Heater and some of the other guys. We yeah. had one of them on. Efren was on. Efren Ramirez. Oh, uh, Pedro. He was on, for Pedro. on this here show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. I don't know how many people are voting for Pedro tomorrow night. <laughs> so I'm curious. <laughs> Pedro may lose this one. <laughs> I'm curious where you follow this. Ending. We also got a text from a lady who said, I'd rather have someplace else to be. Or No, her point was she didn't want to go to a house party. She'd oh, rather yeah. stay home and be alone than go to a house party because some of the other wives don't actually watch the game, and I'd re- I just want to focus on the game. Oh, 100%. I, I, I sympathize so with you're this not, person. So you're not a house party? No, and, 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 and funny we say that because we're doing a sidecast, and there's going to be like five of us upstairs <laughs> okay. watching along the game, so I'm going to be a nervous wreck doing that, but I, oh, got I, tricked into, I got tricked by a teammate here into going to their party in the, uh, that this was the 2015 season, so it okay. was the yeah. game where Aaron Rodgers, they ended up losing in overtime to, to Arizona, but Rodgers had the Great. One young passing game. to uh, Jeff game. Janis yep. on the last drive to force it to overtime. I had a couple people over to my apartment um, and for the for the previous game against Washington, and they had one, you know, and just a small. There was like four of us, and you know, th- this teammate decided, "Hey, I want to have some people over as well." And it just spiraled out of control to the point where I told her initially I was not going because there were like <laughs> twenty people there. And I just, I, I was like in the corner. Everybody's like talking, have a good time. I'm like in the corner watching, the only one watching the game, paying attention and like just not having a good time because it was like the Packers had no business being in that game. Cause again, Jeff Janis had 101 yards receiving right. in a single drive. They were so beat up. They were so, but they still almost found a way to win the game. But yeah, I sympathize with her. I being around people and big parties. Cause a lot of the time those people aren't going to be paying attention to the game. I need to be paying attention. <laughs> See, that's my issue. I love watching games with the a lot of people yeah. as long as we're watching the game, oh, let's make people, clear what this is. Which is why, the TV? again, the sidecast is great because you know there's nothing else to do. Yeah, the right. only thing we are doing, you know, we're, our job is to talk about the game. Yeah, if you're in front hosting of us. a watch party, the key to that is watch. Okay. Yeah, but I would I mean, like to be watching. When the game. you host a watch party, how many people are actually watching? Well, that's the fifty percent, right? At best, fifty percent. Don't sidle up next to me then at the party and be like, "So, how's the kids?" Nope, <laughs> not right now. Well, See, kids, that's kids are in third and five right now. Right. I gotta pay attention. <laughs> that's, right? That's what I'm watching. No, there's etiquette to it, right? I mean, I don't mind if you're not watching the game, but. We ain't talking about shop. We're not talking about school tomorrow or whatever day it is. How's work? Been a couple no, of years no, for you now. We're, we're, we're focused. Uh, on I need to right talk here. about how Rashawn Gary needs to get a sack here because <laughs> the Packers need to force a punt. All right, uh, I know we're out of time, but what are you thinking tomorrow? <sighs> the Niners are really good. Yeah. If if they win, it's going to have to be a shootout because the one thing I know about the Niners more than any team in the league, like every coach across the league, is well, I wish I ran the ball more. Kyle Shanahan ain't that guy. If you do not stop the run. He is going to keep jamming it down your throat. So the Packers have to come up with a good plan to stop the run. Thank you, Gabe. Have a great show. News One is more sleep. One more sleep.